Morning. I want to first of all just tell you that it's a great joy to be with you this morning. Uh, so excited to be here. Uh, Brother Israel called me. Uh, let me just share a little bit with you this morning. He called me or texted me Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning. I was at work and and uh, he asked me, told me, said, I know it's short notice, uh, but would you mind coming and preaching Sunday morning? And, uh, of course, I answered him about an hour later, uh, and I uh, got my phone out at break, and I seen the message and answered him. And uh, he texted me back and said next time he'd try to give me a little longer notice. But, uh, Brother Israel, uh, the Lord blessed me with the opportunity to, uh, for Brother Israel to be my pastor several years ago. Uh, I sat under Brother Israel for about 12 years, I think, and... Uh, uh, he called me one night. I was on my way to church over at Union Chapel, and I just turned left there at Lost John, which is probably about two miles from the church, and, and I got a phone call from Brother Israel. And uh, he said, Brother, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm on my way to church. And he said, I need a favor. I'm two miles from the church. And I said, yes, sir, what do you need? He said, I need somebody to bring a message tonight. I'm two miles from the church. I said, brother, I'll take care of it. And uh, so he said Thursday he'd give me a little further notice, but uh, it was better than the notice he gave me before. But I, I do want to thank Brother Israel for the opportunity to be here. I want to thank you for being here this morning. Uh, if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to be in uh, Acts chapter 8 this morning. Uh, this is a message that I've preached before. Uh, I believe it'll preach different this morning uh, because the Lord has sent me to a different place to preach it. But uh, uh, I believe it's a message that'll withhold uh, the the uh, the stress of time. And uh, in Acts chapter eight, starting in verse twenty-six, a very familiar story. I know we've all read this before, but the Scripture says. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. I want you to remember that verse right there. Uh, he was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, go near, and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, how can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the 
the prophet this of himself or of some other man. Verse 35, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, So see, here is water, what doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip answered, uh, Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both in the water, both Philip and the eunuch, eunuch and he baptized him. Let us pray. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we come to you again this morning. Father, we just want to thank you. Father, we want to tell you that we love you today, Father. Father, what a great opportunity, Father, that we have this morning, Father. Father, to preach nothing else but Jesus Christ, that, that He is the way, Father. Father, we thank You this morning for the reading of Your Holy Word, Father. Father, I pray for that one within the sound of my voice, Father, that may be struggling today, Father. Father, I pray that You speak to them this morning, Father. Father, I ask You again this day to take me, Father. Father, I ask You to help me to uh, surrender all of myself to you this morning Father Father I ask you to hide me behind the cross Father and Father help me to preach your truth this morning in Jesus name we do pray Amen as we look at this this morning I got about uh, three points I want to make and uh, but I want to back up just a little bit this morning uh, and, and I know I want to share something with you this morning I know this morning that I serve a sovereign God. I believe my God is in control of all things. Now listen to me. I don't believe He causes all things, but I believe He has control of all things. We're going through some trying times right now. And I tell you what the church needs this morning. Thank you for the worship service this morning. We need a pouring out of the Holy Spirit of God this morning. As I thought about this right here, uh, you back up to Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. And we've all read that. We've all studied that. And we had these disciples and they were in the upper room where God had commanded them to be. Amen. Can I ask you this morning, has God not commanded us to be here this morning? As I think about that, when we go where God's commanded and we wait on Him, He will pour His Spirit out. As I begin to think about that, the church needs a pouring out of the Spirit today more than ever. Amen. As I begin to think about that, and I began to think about poor Philip here. I want to back up just a little bit to chapter 2. And uh, I want you to look and... and uh, I think it was... It may have been chapter... Let me, just, uh, let me just go ahead and tell you what was happening. Philip has went to preach to the Samaritans. I want you to get this this morning. He was preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and he was seeing people delivered from unclean spirits. He's seen all of this going on. And I want you to know it may be uh, right here back in chapter 8, but Philip, yes it is. Uh, in chapter 8, Philip is preaching and people are being 
and changed. Amen. It says in verse 5 that Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto these things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles he done. Verse 7, For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many, and they were... uh, of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies that were lame were healed. Yeah, uh, we sang Amazing Grace this morning, and I want to tell you that my favorite verse of Amazing Grace is not when we've been there 10 million years or 10,000 years. My favorite verse is not when I was blind, but now I see. My favorite verse is how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. You remember when you first got saved, you was ready to take on hell with a water pistol. Amen. And as I began to think about that, I want you to know this morning, I got a question for you this morning. Who's your one? Who's your one? You want to build a church? You want to build a church? Amen. You're going to have to do it one soul at a time. I work in a factory and uh, we produce parts for assembly lines and, and, and they tickle me. They'll come over there and say, uh, they'll say, Ricky, look, uh, you know this part number and they give me that part number and, and I say, yeah, I know that part number and they say, well, we need 60 of these. I said, no, you don't. That's my answer. You don't need 60. You need one. I can't get you 60 till I get you one. Friend, you're not going to reach a hundred until you reach one. you got to reach them one at a time. As we think about this, the sovereignty of God is displayed in this. First of all, you see God's direction. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Can I tell you this? Sometimes the Spirit leads you into the desert that He might use you. You remember when Jesus came up out of the water and the Spirit, you go back and read this. It's got a capital S. The Spirit led Him to the desert where He was tempted for 40 days. As I began to think about that, Philip Listen to God's direction. And then he listened to God's desire. God's desire was, uh, in verse 27, he arose and went. He arose and went. God's desire was for Philip to go. Now look at Philip's devotion. I love this. I love this right here in verse 27. And he arose and went. He arose and went. That's pretty simple, ain't it? He didn't say, Lord, you've got to give me time to... He arose and went. Brother Ezra asked me to come today. I could have answered that message several different ways, Brother Steve. I could have said, Brother, it's Thursday I ain't got time to prepare. Brother, this coronavirus, man, it's, it's, 
It's running rampant. All kinds of excuses. Now, I'm not boasting about myself this morning. I want you to look at Philip. It says Philip arose and went. Philip is preaching to the Samaritans. People are being delivered, Brother Steve. They are, uh, uh, the unclean spirits are coming out of them. And God says, go. Philip didn't say, God, but look what a work you're doing right here. He arose and went. I began to think about that. The sensitivity discovered. As I began to think about that, my prayer is this morning that everybody sitting in this house is saved. That's my prayer. But I know that we meet time after time, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, where somebody's sitting under the preaching of the Word. They've come to the worship service they're as lost as a goose, and they leave. Listen to me. Brother Israel used to have a phrase like this. Sometimes we get out there and we start speaking Christianese. Y'all ever heard him say that? We talk to them, and they can't understand what we're talking about. The unit here has been to the worship service. He's on his way back. Somebody has already preached Jesus. I believe this. I don't believe you can have a worship service if you don't preach Jesus. Amen? And the scripture says that he had left Jerusalem from worship. Amen? No other is worthy of our worship. Only Jesus Christ our Lord is worthy of worship. So if they were having worship... Amen. Jesus Christ had to be the center of it. And then the eunuch, the condition, he was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. He is trying to... I got a younger brother. And uh, boy, I love him to death. I tell you what, he uh, he gets in the scripture and he digs and he digs. and and uh, But uh, he... Um, he used to read his Bible way before he got saved, Brother Steve. He would, I mean, you go in his house and you knew he was lost and he'd be sitting there reading the Bible. But can I tell you this morning, he didn't understand what he was reading. Amen. It's, it's great history. Amen. But if we're going to understand the spiritual things of Scripture, it has to be spiritually discerned. And, and, and as I began to think about that, here this eunuch is, and he knows the Scripture, but he does not understand it. Somebody has got to step forward and explain it to him. The conversation that Philip had, then the Spirit said unto Philip. Philip didn't just choose to go. The Spirit led him. I want to tell you this. I believe everybody in this building this morning has got one. I believe that with all my heart. I believe you've got one that you want to see come and know the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this morning, that may not be the one the Lord has for you. I want to share something with you this morning. Young man I know grew up in church. Man, his mama, she was a great woman of God. I, I, was, I growed up with him, and I know 
that the scripture was discussed in his home that he grew up in. And uh, me and Lisa, we've been doing some remodeling. We've been getting rid of some stuff and, and uh, just putting it out on the road for the city to pick up or whatever. And uh, one day I was sitting there, Brother Steve, and I was on my front porch just enjoying a, a beautiful day. And I had, a, I had some garbage out there. And, uh, or junk, not really garbage, and, and uh, this young man come pulling up, and, and he stopped, and he walked over to my porch, and he said, uh, you care if I go through this stuff out here and get what I want? I said, no, I don't mind. He walked off, he went back out there, and my wife, she come out, and I was sitting there, and there was a tear running down my cheek, brother. My wife says, you okay? I said, yeah. She said, what's wrong? I said, that's an old friend of mine. Growed up with him. Growed up with him. If I'd have seen him out, someone wouldn't have knew him. I told my wife, I said, it's just by the grace of God that I'm not asking him if I can go through his garbage. Somebody explained the scripture to me. Somebody told me what I was reading. Somebody told me that if I would trust on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he would change my life, that he would make it a better way. I'm so thankful this morning that I was somebody's one. Amen. I believe that's my one. I can't tell you that, but God's led me. He's given me opportunity after opportunity to speak to that young man since then. One day I was sitting there. I didn't got to where I recognized his truck. I can hear him coming from a mile away. Boy, he, he was coming up there, and I was as busy as I've ever been in my life. I heard that truck coming, Brother Steve, and I went around there and sat down on that front porch on purpose. Amen. That young man pulled up, and I got up, and I went in the house. He had a, a female friend with him. I got two bottles of water. Hey, man. Walked back out there, and I said, hey, my friend, how you doing? He said, good. I said, man, it's hot today. I said, here, I brought you a bottle of water. I give him one, give his lady friend one. I said, now, let me tell you something. I said, that water I just gave you, I said, it'll help that physical thirst. But let me tell you about a living water that'll satisfy your spiritual thirst. I want you to know, he, and, and you know what? Now when he comes, I don't have to mention the scripture. He's already starting to ask me questions. Boy, I tell you what, I can't wait to see him come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But I can't rush it. As I began to think about this, we look at the attraction of the scripture. He, and he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. I, you know, as I began to think about that, God has already instilled a hunger in the unit. You see that? You see that? You know, my Bible tells me that those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be Field. As I began to think about that in verse 35, 
Then Philip opened his mouth and began the same began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. This right here, this is the climax. This is the focal point of this portion of text. Philip sees this opportunity to share the gospel. The opportunity came. Friends, I want to tell you, we got to have our spiritual eyes open and we got to have our spiritual ears on. When the opportunity comes, we have to be ready. Got one more point. If I can find it. As I began to think about this, my last point the salvation received. Can I tell you? That it's a, it's a good thing for you to read your Bible. That's a good thing. Man, if you ever want some good reading, just pick you up a Bible. You know, as I began to think about this, I believe the church has took so much for granted. Most of us has got a Bible laying on every shelf in every room or laying on a shelf in every room. I remember one time I had a, I'm going to give this man some credit, Brother Robert Campbell. Some of you may know that name. Great man of God. I was studying the Word. And I had come across a passage of Scripture and I just couldn't, just couldn't get it, brother. And uh, I I said, I need some help, Brother Shane. I, I, I need somebody to help me understand this. I'd prayed over it. I went over at Brother Robert's house, and I knocked on the door. He called the door, and I said, hey, Brother Robert. I said, I got a question for you. He said, all right, come on in. I went in. We sat down. I told him. I said, you know what the Scripture says? And, and I, to this day, I can't remember what I went and asked him. I said, but you know, you know where the scripture says this? And he said, yeah, I know. And uh, I said, well, what's your opinion? That's, that was my question. What is your opinion? That man looked at me, brother, and he said, you know what, Brother Ricky? He said, my opinion don't matter. He said, let's get the word of God down and let's just see what it says. And he reached and handed me a Bible, and then he reached on this side of the chair and got his personal Bible. That's what people need. They need an explanation of the Word of God. Where the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That don't mean you ain't got, you ain't got to jump through a bunch of hoops. All you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. The eunuch's belief. Philip said... If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This is the heart and purpose of our efforts. I will admit that meeting social and physical needs serve as, great, as a great tool to present the gospel. But if we fail to share Jesus, we miss the mark. 
Brother Israel used to say this. Brother Israel said a lot to me that really stuck. Really stuck. Y'all got a great pastor here. I thank the world of that man. He told me one time, he said, Brother Ricky, sometimes we've got to meet a physical need before we can offer a spiritual need. Brother Israel came to visit me one time at my house. I, I, I wasn't going to share this this morning, but I will. He came to visit me one time at my house. Me and my wife was going through a terrible time. I mean, it was just, uh, it, it was even worse than COVID, Steve. I mean, it was, it was terrible times. And, and uh, I remember Brother Israel and David Barnes came to my house. You remember? And uh, I was sitting there, and they come in, and and uh, I, I don't know if Brother Israel's still an Alabama fan or not, but uh, he was a big Alabama fan at that time. And and uh, I guess a weather watcher working out in the weather, he watches the weather quite often. And and uh, that night they come in, and and uh, they sat down, and brother, we talked about Alabama football, and we talked about weather. And, Man, my wife, we hadn't been to a worship service in several weeks, and and uh, man, we was just uh, we was just bewildered. I mean, we were so confused about some of the things that was going on in our lives. And and Brother Israel, he talked about the uh, Alabama football. He talked about the weather, and uh, he he got ready to leave. Never once did he say, Brother Ricky, you need to be back in church, you and your wife. Never. That didn't come up in our conversation. And I won't never forget, we stood up for them to leave. And I looked at that man eye to eye. Never seen that look in his eye before and never seen it since. And this is what he said. He said, Brother, I don't know what you're running from, but you're running the wrong way. We prayed he left that Sunday morning. Man, my wife got up and got ready for church. And to God be the glory. We don't miss now unless one of us is sick. And if she's sick, I still go unless I need to be there to take care of her. He didn't come in beating up on me. You can't go in beating up on them. If you want to reach them, love on them. That's what Jesus done. He loved on the sinners. He sat with them. He didn't sin with them, but he loved on them. And then the eunuch's baptism. Can I tell you this morning, I tell you a lot of people got it backwards. A lot of people been through a baptistry and ain't never got saved before they went through. Can I tell you all they got is wet. They ain't got a bath. They ain't got all they got is wet. Following his conversion, Philip baptized the eunuch there in the desert. Can, can you imagine? He's in a desert, but there's enough water to baptize the eunuch. Can I tell you that wherever God sends you, he'll provide everything you need for what he's called you to do. In conclusion this morning, I want to ask you again, who's your one? Who's your one? I pray this morning as individuals that we'll develop a desire, a greater desire to see the lost saved. As I thought about that, I got a nephew. He preaches 
I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful this morning that I don't get what I deserve. Much, much better. Friend, I want to tell you this morning as we stand, get ready to come for a song of invitation this morning. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I'd love to introduce you to him. Introduce him to you. You may be here this morning and as we preach this message, God's brought one to your mind. I'm going to ask you this morning, would you come and pray for that one? Whatever your need this morning, I promise you I serve a faithful God. He'll supply every need according to his riches. As we sang this morning,